0: Welcome to a new Carter Report series, The Game Changers. These rare individuals appear once in a lifetime, like a blazing meteor across the night sky. They change the course of history. They show us the way forward. Welcome to The Game Changers.
1: Welcome back. A special welcome to our viewers on Fox in Washington, D.C. and our great audience around the world. Today, we're talking about the game changers and the hero of the story today is the prophet Elijah. Uh, in the last segment, we were talking about the times and uh, the prevailing sentiment. We're talking about Ahab, the king of Israel, uh, talking about what he did, Baal worship, and all of those things. Now we're going to talk just a bit about Jezebel, the wife of Ahab, the weak king of Israel. Jezebel was the daughter of Ethbaal, the king of the pagan Zidonians. She was cunning, scheming, unscrupulous, immoral, good-looking, vicious, cruel, and without conscience. She wore the pants and dominated Ahab, he was a weak man and she was a strong woman. No scruples at all. What about Baal? Who was Baal? Baal was the god of fertility. He was the sex god, the god of storms, thunder and lightning. His worship was full of sexual depravity. There were no rules. And a, a, a part of this worship was the sacrifice of children. Can you believe it? So they engaged in every sexual perversion and they murdered babies. Now, I want to give you some texts out of the Bible that gives you an insight into the times of the great prophet Elijah. Come with me over now to 2 Kings chapter 23 and verse 5 and 6. This gives you the context. 2 Kings 23, 5 and 6. Then he removed the idolatrous priests, whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense on the high places in the cities of Judah and in the places all around Jerusalem, and those he burned, and those who burned incense to Baal, to the sun, to the moon, to the const- constellations, and to all the hosts of heaven. Uh, they were worshippers of the sun, the moon, the stars. They worshipped also Asherah. Verse 6, so he brought out the wooden image from the house of the Lord to the brook Kidron outside Jerusalem, burned it at the brook Kidron and ground it to ashes and threw its ashes on the graves of the common people. When it talks about the wooden image, this is a great wooden sex god. Verse 7, then he tore down the ritual booths of the perverted persons. Read this in the margin. The perverted persons, it says, the sodomites that were in the house of the Lord where the women wove hangings for the wooden altars. Uh, let me see now, I think we'll go to 23, 10, and 11 and he defiled Topheth, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, that no man might make his son or his daughter pass through the fire to Moloch, human sacrifices. Verse 11, then he removed the horses that the kings of Judah had dedicated to the son at the entrance to the house of the Lord by the chamber of Nathan Malek, the officer who was in the court, and he burned the chariots of the fire. Uh, chariots of the sun uh, with fire. Uh, So here you have utter depravity. And it talks about the blood of the innocent. If you come over now to Jeremiah, come over a fair way. Jeremiah chapter 19 and verses 4 and 5. Dear hearts and gentle people, Jeremiah 19, 4 and 5. Because they have forsaken me and made this an alien place because they have burned incense in it to other gods whom neither they, their fathers, nor the kings of Judah have known and they have filled this place, notice it, the blood of innocence, with the blood of innocence. They've also built the high places of Baal to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings to Baal which I did not command or speak. Or did it come into my mind, they were so depraved they thought they were doing the will of God. This shows you how bad religion can get just because it's religion doesn't make it right. This was the religion of the devil. And then if you come now to 2 uh, Chronicles 33, and verse six, Second Chronicles thirty-three, and uh, verse six. And notice these words: Second Chronicles thirty-three, verse six. Also, he caused his sons to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom. He practiced soothsaying, used witchcraft and sorcery, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Notice the state of the nation, I pray you. Notice the state of the church. The state of the church in the days of Elijah. Soothsaying, witchcraft, sorcery, Mediums, uh, spiritus, perverted sex. The Bible says the word in the original is sodomy, sins of Sodom, orgies, religious prostitution, the killing of babies, the rejection of God's commandments. Does it sound uh, familiar? So God raised up a man and that man came and stood before the king and he said, God has had enough of you and your filthy ways. He said, judgment is coming. Of course, we would never in this land of freedom and religion and piety practice these abominations, would we? Notice the religion of Baal today. Hollywood uh, violence, cruelty, pornography, millions and millions and millions, tens of millions, uh, up to their eyeballs uh, in filth, pedophilia, pornography. The glorification of lawlessness. A cult that loves violence and that loves uh, bloodshed, glorifies bloodshed. Orgies, perverted sex, drunkenness, the hatred of God and the hatred of Christ. Spiritism, I may add, hate speech. Anybody who disagrees... Is criticized and vilified, and 60 million babies killed. 60 million babies killed uh, in recent times in the United States of America. I would suggest to you, and this is the most unpopular thing that a preacher could ever say this religion is. The religion of Baal. The modern religion of Baal. And do we think that God is a benevolent old fogey, a benevolent old uh, grandfather or a Santa Santa Claus? Now God's man back there was accused of being the troublemaker. Would you notice First Kings 18 and verse 16 and 17? So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him and Ahab meant to meet Elijah. Then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said to him, is that you, O troubler of Israel? You're the cause of all of this trouble. You're to blame. In our society today, we condemn the innocent and we praise the guilty. People who turn from God believe that good is evil and evil is good. Now look at verse 18. But he answered and said, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house, and that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the veils. The great problem is, he says, you've got away from Christ. You've got away from the word of God. You've got away from the Ten Commandments and you are following a, a counterfeit religious system. Verse uh, 19, I think, is the next verse. Verse 19. Now, therefore, send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel the 450 prophets of the Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table, the preachers who were paid to preach lies. Here you've got one man against 850 demon-possessed prophets of Baal. Error is on the throne. Truth is on the scaffold. Never believe the devil's lie that truth is on the side of the majority. It has never been true in history. Even though there are preachers and there are teachers who are paid to tell you lies. Verse 20 and 21. So I have sent for all the children of Israel, gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter? Hebrew word there is dance. How long will you dance or swagger or stagger between opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him, but a Baal, follow him. But the people answered him not a word. He said, the time has come for you to turn from this and to come to Christ. And then you notice verse 22, 23, and Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. So he says, You go ahead, you're the biggest number, you go ahead. And then verse 24 and 25 in the word of God, then you call on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire, he is God. So All the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourself and prepare it first for you are many and call on the name of God but don't put any fire under it. So they get a bullock and put it on the altar. And then the shenanigans start. There's 26 and 27. So they took the bull which was given them and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon saying, oh, Baal hear us. How can a dead God hear you? But there was no voice; no one answered. Then they leaped about the altar. <laughs> I've seen in some religious meetings people do a lot of leaping, <laughs> a lot of jumping, <laughs> but not, of a, not a lot of obedience to God. Anybody can leap; a monkey can leap; grasshopper can leap. Verse twenty-seven. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said. Cry aloud for he is a God. Either he is meditating or he is busy or he is on a journey or, or perhaps he is sleeping and must be must be wakened. Now, let me folks tell you something. A little chuckle and humor are never out of place. I won't tell you exactly what the Hebrew says here, but it was a little stronger than this. He said, well, Baal is doing this. He may be doing something else. Uh, a little chuckle and humor never out of place, even when in the presence of your enemies, a merry heart does good like a medicine. And Elijah was a prophet of God, but Elijah knew how to laugh. And then if you look at verse Kings, uh, 1 Kings 18, uh, let me see, 28-29, so they cried aloud and cut themselves, as was their custom, with knives and lances until the blood gushed out on them. The big religious thing, this. And when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. That's three in the afternoon. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. Listen to me. If you follow the wrong God, my friend, there'll be nobody to answer your prayers. And when the chips are down, And when people have jumped around and when they've gone through all the religious rigmarole, when the chips are down, the false gods are silent. And that's why we say to you, believe in Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Keep his commandments. Verse 30 and 30, let me see here. Uh, we're down to verse 30, I think. Is that right? We're doing okay. You're doing even better than me. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. All the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. That's what you and I need to do. We need to repair the altar of the Lord. We need to come back to God. We need to set up the altar to the true God. This is talking about a religious reformation. And then if you come to verse 31, and Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come saying, Israel shall be your name. So he repairs the altar. Then he puts the bullock on the altar and he does something else. Because those evil priests are watching his every move. He says, get me some water. And they bring hundreds of gallons of water. And they pour the water over the burnt offering. And then he says, do it again. And they do it again. He says, do it the third time. And so they get lots and lots of water. And then verse 38. Notice what happens. He says a prayer to God. He says, God, hear me, God. I can't do any more. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, uh, he is God. The Lord, he is God. What they said that day was, we've just made a mess of things. And Elijah said to them, it's time for you to come back to God. No more Baal worship. We will serve the Lord. We will keep his commandments. We will turn from false religion. We will turn from sexual immorality. We will turn from breaking his commandments and we will come to Christ. And that message of Elijah, I suggest to you today, is pertinent. These people lived under an Old Testament theocracy where judgment was immediate. All those priests, 850 of them, were put to death. God cut out the cancer. 850 priests. In the New Testament, we don't have a theocracy and judgment is delayed. It's delayed to the end, but it is just as certain. There's a judgment day. God is now giving us opportunity to repent. Uh, it is true that the God mills of God grind slowly, my friend. They grind just just the same. Now, please notice First Kings eighteen forty one. Forty one. So the fire has come, evildoers have been put to death. Then Elijah said to Ahab, get up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. It's an amazing story. The people had repented, they'd come back to God. God is gracious, and God is merciful. And Elijah says, I, can, I know it's coming. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. This is a message I want you to take from this meeting today. If we come to God, if we turn from our sins, if we turn from idolatry, the message of God is this, there is the sound of abundance of rain. God says, I'm going to bless you. And then Ahab does something amazing. He's going to drive his chariot with his horses about 20 miles to the palace. But before he starts out, Ahab comes and says, I will show you the way. The king can't see through the blinding rain and this man runs with the power of God for 20 miles in front of the horses. Horses can't keep up with him. You know why? (laughs) Because he had the wind uh, of God uh, under his wings, you see. You can do impossible things If you have God in your life, Jesus said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. I tell you, my friend, uh, it is the truth. Then if you read on in the scriptures, there's the great letdown. If you stand on the mountain, you will descend to the valley. He was totally, emotionally, and physically exhausted. Jezebel hears about and she says, you are a dead man. You're a dead man. And uh, Elijah runs for the fear of his life because the best men are still men. We are only animated mud on the way to dust. He runs and he runs and he falls asleep and somebody wakes him up. He thinks it is an enemy. Uh, The person says, the journey is too hard for you. Have something to eat. Uh, God doesn't rebuke him for running away. God lifts him up. God gives him a meal. He doesn't give him a sermon. He (laughs) He gives him something to eat. Often people do not need a sermon, they need something to eat. (laughs) And then in the strength of that meal, uh, he goes on. It's okay to get down, my friends. It's not okay to stand down or stay down. Elijah walks and runs for 40 days. He comes to Mount Sinai. And you read about this in 1 Kings 19, 9 and 10 at Sinai, many miles away. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone have left and they seek to take my life. And then he says, Elijah, I want you to go outside, stand on the mountain. There comes a a tremendous wind. And then there comes a tremendous fire. A tremendous earthquake. Uh, God is not in any of those things. And then there is, you know what it says? A still, small voice. God is in the still, small voice. The almighty God says, now, Elijah, I'm not finished with you. Go back. I've got some work for you to do. And so he goes back. God has appointed him to do some last duties. Eventually, Ahab and Jezebel die violent deaths. Ahab bleeds to death with the wound of an arrow. Jezebel is thrown out of a window and trampled by the horses. Good people have a good end, bad people have a bad end. The mills of God grind slowly, but they grind exceeding small. God is just, and justice cannot sleep forever. And Elijah also comes to an end. And you read about it in Second Kings chapter two and verse eleven. Look at it, please, Second Kings two and verse eleven. Then it happened. As they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. <laughs> it's amazing. Elijah, unlike Moses, never died. <laughs> it's amazing. After all the things he'd gone through his frailties his weaknesses he was a man saved by the grace of god and at last god sent down from glory can you imagine it a bunch of fiery horses pulling a fiery chariot and elijah went up in a whirlwind to glory <laughs> When Jesus comes, God's people are going to be caught up. Now, listen to me. God is looking for people who will stand for the truth, who will stand out against iniquity. They are the game changers, they are the people who change the world. And therefore, my message to you is this believe today in the God of Elijah, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. John Carter reports, we have seen God's power as the gospel of Christ has been proclaimed in Africa, India, Russia, Ukraine, Cuba, El Salvador, and many other places. We invite you to partner with us in proclaiming Jesus Christ.
1: To God be the glory, great things he has done.
0: Write today to The Carter Report, P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. That's The Carter Report, P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. In Australia, write to The Carter Report, P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. That's The Carter Report, P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. Thank you for your generous support. We look forward to hearing from you soon. May God richly bless you. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358